everyone. Welcome back to We Love Lucy. I'm Allison Werma. I'm Corinne Eckhart. And I'm Molly Lyons. Guys, we are so excited to have a special guest. I know we say it every week, but we truly do mean it this week. She is special. Our special final guest for season two. Yes! Wrapping up season two. Can you believe we've already had two seasons? It's felt like a lifetime. In a good way. In a good way. We've already lived a lifetime. And we have many more lifetimes to go because we have like three. We're like a cat. Yeah. We're a podcast. Just nine lives. We have nine podcast lives. Podcast. We are a podcast. And our special guest today is also a podcaster. Yes. We have the very funny fellow podcaster and comedy writer, Colleen Scrimmon. Yes. Oh, thank you for being here. Hello Corn. and welcome. Hello and welcome. <laughs> welcome to Sunny Burbank. Thank you, Burbank. Got it. Love it. Love it. What's not to love about Burbank? Well, what's funny is that this episode is called Never Do Business with Friends, but that's what we're doing right now. And, the, <laughs> and we're going to help you get to know our friend Colleen here with a couple of yeah. quick questions. That was really great. That oh my was, God, thank you so I much. Well. So our first question is if you could tell our listeners who you are and what you do. Cool. Uh, well, I'm Colleen Scriven, as you wonderfully told everyone i write funny stuff and then i write less funny stuff like you mentioned i have a Same. podcast and it's, it's not it's exactly like i love lucy um except a little bit more sci-fi and a little bit more like dramatic and what's it called it, uh, it's called lesser gods cool um, yeah and we're about to have our second season so that's cool keeping me busy uh and yeah and when i'm not doing that i will be writers being around or you know hanging out in burbank <laughs> As one does, like strolling down Magnolia Boulevard, living the dream. Down radio. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's all anyone's ever wanted, right? It's the American dream. <laughs> right? Wait, it's a Miley Cyrus song. Yeah. Who is the first woman you remember seeing on TV? Right, I was trying to think about that, and I think it's actually I think like it's Fran Drescher. <gasps> yeah, like it's the first, yes. the first woman I saw and like definitely heard on TV. Um, <laughs> for sure I, heard I, yeah but i think a woman that i remember watching a lot of when i was younger and felt like a real like tv lady star was amanda Bynes. how great is the amanda show yeah, yeah. Classic. And she's a modern lucy she is modern lucy she's got all that physical comedy down yeah she's the man classic she's the man. so good all the things i love shakespeare soccer young channing tatum <laughs> <laughs> what else is there in the world <laughs> joke for joke that movie is funny yeah it's really funny <laughs> everyone go on imdb and rewrite that movie it's great we need to bring it back it's time should yeah. we reboot it <laughs> no. who would pay amanda Bynes' character in <laughs> oh my goodness some other disney channel yeah star. i don't know any young actresses who are the tweens i feel like now? today who are tweens <laughs> into if you're a teen let us know <laughs> though i have to say this is the thing that i've been on my high horse about all teens are funny now did you hear this like all teens teens because of social media all teens are funny (laughs) they've all learned to be funny i don't think that's true but they are like they all are funny every teen i know has an incredibly well curated funny instagram with really good captions I don't <laughs> like two, but like they're both really funny. <laughs> I really think there's no such thing as an uncool teen anymore. Like they don't go through an awkward phase anymore because no, imagine have it. yeah, you have to go through an awkward phase with with social media, you know. Right, so it's like yeah. they just kind of skip that. They curated themselves around puberty. 
I don't understand. <laughs> curated puberty. <laughs> curated puberty sounds like a like a startup that you know you puberty to your house. Yeah, you don't have to leave <laughs> you don't your have home. Box. It's like retainers. And like, like your body hair. <laughs> <laughs> so we've gone a bit further afield than I anticipated. Yeah, yeah. this has escalated quickly. <laughs> right? Quit while we're ahead. What about the startup now? What shows or characters are most in line with your comedic sensibility? My like favorite is got to be Fleabag. I love it so mm-hmm. much. It makes me laugh. It makes me like very sad. It's one of those shows that reminds me how great comedy can be, that it doesn't have to feel like one thing. And then something that I don't think I would ever write, but I really enjoy watching because it's so funny, uh, is Chewing Gum. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. unreal. It's yeah. so good. We're big Chewing Gum fans here. Yeah. And Fleabag. Yeah. And Fleabag. We talk about them a lot. We and love it. I love Catastrophe. I love Catastrophe. Still haven't Sharon watched. Is- I talk about it. Most episodes. And I, every episode I say, still haven't watched. <laughs> I'll get around to it. Carrie Fisher. It's her last thing that she did before she came. Wow. She was so good in it. That yeah, she was so funny. That episode that she did, that was, she was nominated for Emmy for her last episode. So good. And then Phoebe Waller-Bridge, her other show. Crashing? On Netflix, oh, Crashing. yeah. So She's also showrunning something else right now. Yeah, it's um, it's starring uh, Sandra Oh. Ooh, That's intrigued. Cool. It's like a, it's something, it sounds very different. It's like a detective story i think cool um yeah those are oh and then like samantha b like Mm. to to bring it back tv is kind of interesting now because i feel like it's so creator driven it's Mm. very much point of view like auteurs yeah in addition to all of the comedy shows that we've referenced before like louie and better things pam adlon and like i'm sorry with andrea savage it's always perspective but they're also like showrunners executive producers Mm. creators stars yeah and i love lucy kind of is that yeah Mm -hmm. because it's their life experience and they have that quote that is oft repeated about instead of paying a divorce lawyer we made a tv show right even though they do end up splitting up but it's all their problems they just wrote them into right yeah that's very true and the fact that like they created the show they had to sell this show it is kind of inspiring that she was the original lena dunham yeah One might say. Less, I might say Lucy. Less sex scenes and nudity in Lucy, but I haven't finished Lucy. <laughs> it gets weird. <laughs> when they move to LA, things get wild. <laughs> what is your relationship to this show? Have you seen it before? And if so, like, what was your what were your opinions before? Yeah, I've seen it before, but I haven't seen it in a very long time. Like, I think I watched it a lot when I was younger because it'd be on TV all the time, kind of like The Love Boat. <laughs> same show. Uh, <laughs> it's kind of like the same. The I love Lucy boat. My favorite thing is when I like have an idea and I I'm I'm talking it. I'm like yeah, and then they get on a boat and everyone works on the boat, but it's love boat. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's what that's what love boat is. Love boat cornered that. No more boat shows. <laughs> no, we can't. Why top it? That's like Liz uh, Lemon's favorite show. <laughs> <laughs> she's like a, like a sexually aroused by love boat. <laughs> Oh, she has like a right. cream soda. I was like, why did she sit on a champagne glass and watches it? Um, but uh, so I think it was one of those shows that was always kind of on, and like, yeah, it was always on like TV Land or something after I'd be watching like cartoons, and it would just, you'd be so desperate to stay up and not go to bed. You'd be like, I love this show. And you'd like watch it, and you'd be like, my parents would be like, fine, whatever. But I'd forgotten a lot of stuff about it. I'd forgotten the neighbors are in the house so much. Like, I like, oh, that's like the whole thing of the show. Um, <laughs> Yeah. But, Sh- yeah. Should be called I Love My Landlords. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> and I, I forgot what a delight the show is, that it's just so, f- that physical comedy is so funny. Yeah. yeah. Legit funny. It's still funny, like, 60 years later. You know. Who knew? We know. We don't know. That's that's who knows. Didn't know for we, sure, and we confirmed it. We're we, telling everybody. <laughs> you can confirm on our podcast. We 
think the show is funny and we like it. <laughs> <laughs> Hard hitting news. Um, in case you were confused, um, <laughs> we like this show. <laughs> Fans. So, would you say you're a Fred, Lucy, Ethel, or Ricky? Um, I think I think I'm a Lucy. Because I love schemes and I'm always cooking them up and executing them, uh, like without thinking about consequences. I'm like, what if we did the craziest possible thing to get like the results we want? What was your most recent scheme? Yeah, I gotta ask. <laughs> I, I don't know my most recent one. There are a lot of weird dating schemes. Right. I once like had agreed to go on a date with this guy, but I forgot his name and like had no idea what it was. So like, I, <laughs> and my friend like call him from her phone and she's like, hey, I'm looking for Tim. And he's like, oh, this is Chris. I'm like, no. Yeah, like, I when I was in, like because I was with uh, one of my good friends earlier. And we were talking about schemes. Um, <laughs> like you even do. Sundays are for the schemes. Because <laughs> we were cooking up another scheme. <laughs> I can't reveal the details. In uh, process, got it. Like you can't talk about a scheme until it happens. You know. Oh, that's definitely that's bad luck. First yeah. rule of scheming: <laughs> don't talk about scheming. Yeah, but we were like freshman year roommates. We like just become friends. This is how I knew we were going to be friends for like ever. But her boyfriend was mad at her, and we couldn't figure out why. So we're like, ah. Uh, We'll break the window in our dorm room and we'll ask him to come fix it. <laughs> and for some reason, it was very important that my friend, like, hear what he was saying without, like, being seen. So we got, like, a suitcase and we zipped her into it and, like, put the suitcase in the middle of the room. <laughs> <laughs> and then he came over to fix the window. Uh, no, that was the problem. He didn't come to fix the window. So she was in there for, like, a half hour. What? <laughs> Did she ever phone? You walk in I could talk to her, like, just in a suitcase, and I'd be like, oh, are you good? Um, And that's how I knew we were going to be friends for a long time. It's like, everyone hears the story, and they're like, what a terrible idea. Um, You definitely sound like a Lucy, and your friend is your Ethel. (laughs) Yeah, she she is. She let you put her in a suitcase. Yeah, you're a Lucy. Ethel for life. And that was in the early days of your friendship? That was, like, maybe, like, month three of us each other. Why was her boyfriend mad at her? I don't think we ever found out because he didn't come fix the window for, until, like, the next day. So you just had a broken window. <laughs> yeah. I don't know why we broke the window. We could have just pretended it was broken. Like, you know what? Uh, gotta let a scheme. When you say break the window. <laughs> I think we just, like, uh, we made sure it, like, got stuck because it used to get stuck a lot. I see. <laughs> Not like broken glass everywhere. No, Your friend's in a suitcase. Like, I imagined you throwing a baseball into the window in this scenario feel women are being depicted today in television and media and how different do you think it is from lucy's time i think there's a lot more freedom for different kinds of women living very different kinds of lives um like you brought up better things it's such a specific viewpoint so i think it's cool yeah there's a lot of interesting romantic relationships on tv and i feel like women are more in control of that like you're the worst one of my favorite shows Mm -hmm. so good um and it leaves a lot of space for like dealing with mental health and also but like your like how it affects your relationships. And I think I love Lucy is very funny, very delightful. But yeah, like the gender roles are very traditional. This is a whole episode about what are you gonna do with a washing machine? <laughs> and that's Lucy's big problem. But yeah, I mean, so I think comedy, as funny as I love Lucy is, I think like maybe the reason why they have to be more physically funny is because they couldn't talk about some of the things that women find really broad city the, the episode of they put weed in someone's vagina, the whole episode. Great. And like <laughs> it's like what a what a lady like it like shows feel like they're made for women now. And they don't feel like they're they don't feel like they don't care if men are watching them. Whereas like I love Lucy felt like a show that everyone was supposed to. Yeah. Yeah. That's Four very true. Quadrants. <laughs> yeah. yeah. 
when I think of like the funniest people on TV and in film are women now. Like, SNL, obviously, it's a great cast right now, but the funniest people on SNL are the women. McKinnon all the way, baby. Kate McKinnon. So or like Melissa McCarthy is the only consistent box office draw right now. Right, yeah. Any movie she's in and they're not franchises. She'll right. just be like, like, spy, and then I'm gonna go see that. Spy was good. Spy was good, I was surprised. I yeah. Well, I love that women are allowed to do I love that they're allowed to do really farcical stuff. I mean, going back to the Amanda show, in the writer's room, they were like, oh, we don't want to write. It's also weird to imagine that show being written by a bunch of men. But she was like, in the writer's room, and they were oh, we don't want to write a, a fart joke for a 12-year-old girl's not wanting to do a fart joke. And then I was like, of course I want to do a fart joke. If it's funny, I'll do the joke. Yeah. Right. I feel like we have more space now to be all different kinds of funny. So what do you wish you saw more of in terms of women on television? I feel like I grew up with crime... She's all that style of movies where it's like they change the girl like a little bit, they take off her glasses and then boys like her. And I, that's why like for me, like the movie I always say that changed how I feel like I interact with movies was Juno. <laughs> because I was a pregnant teen. <laughs> but like Juno felt like like a character that kind of felt like me, where like she was kinda of goofy and like but she didn't she didn't change anything about herself to make the guy like her. He just always does and she's kinda of like, Whatever and then she like comes back around to him. And I think Juno was a little bit groundbreaking in the sense that we started seeing for me at least like teenage friendships that like looked more real and felt mm-hmm. more real. Like so I and I think we do see more of that now. Like I think like female friendships are like the most interesting parts of a lot of TV shows. Yes. Um mm-hmm. like you know, like your broad cities and girls and just keep rolling along. That's yeah. why I would say the, the TV world should go. Just keep doing its thing. Keep It'll making moves moves. <laughs> yeah. And what is a modern pitch you have for an I Love Lucy reboot? Stranger Things kids. <laughs> <laughs> Eleven is Lucy. Stranger Things. Uh, I love Lucy movie. Well, I feel like we're not allowed to have anything that's just, like, so fun anymore. Everything's always a little bit darker now. This episode is called... Never Do Business With Friends. Which is what we're doing right now, like we said. And we do it every week. All the damn time. I don't know. Maybe we can learn something from this episode. What are you trying to say, Austin? <laughs> I'm going to say don't sell me your washing machine that no You're longer broken. works. You're broken. Can't have my washing Laundry machine. machine. <laughs> I thought it was funny that the episode was called Never Do Business With Friends. They're the landlords. Right. It's literally <laughs> a contract. <laughs> right. <laughs> they misunderstood the assignment. Yeah, like, yeah exactly. What are they doing? Um, so it, it aired June 29th, 1953. Great year for Washing machines. <laughs> the Ricardos sell their old washing machine to the Mertzes after they buy a new one. It's the Ricardos versus the Mertzes when it breaks down before the Mertzes pay for it. Ooh. Ooh. Yeah. It was a little bit. Things got hairy. Things got a little crazy. Yeah. Did it remind you of the courtroom episode? Uh, yeah. There are definitely some parallels. So they got in a fight over a broken television set not too long ago. They went to court over it. So things have been a little tumultuous. <laughs> do you think that Ricky gets his whole MO about, well, besides his dad saying, like, never do business with friends, do you think it's also partly inspired by their courtroom drama about the, t- well, that was a gift. They don't, and they don't ever, because this is so um, episodic, they never refer to anything that's ever happened no. before. Yeah, it feels like they didn't learn anything. Because <laughs> right. it's, Blank slated. Nothing. it's right. pretty much a repeat of... Because it the situation escalates in much the same way. They go to court. Like, they ended up taking each other to court, yeah. Order, special Lucy unit. <laughs> right? Dun, dun, dun. Yeah. But this one was lots of shenanigans around the house and the building. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So we open on Lucy, who is up to her knees in laundry. Was she washing baby Ricky, little Ricky's onesies, or were those Fred's? Funny. Unclear. Ethel says, like, babies make a lot of... 
laundry, but those look like adults. <laughs> I was confused. Did she shrink Fred's? Yeah. And that's why we got that size. <laughs> also, the clothes, if it is Little Ricky, the timeline, he has gotten huge. <laughs> he was a baby this season. Like, he was born this season. <laughs> So confused. Or maybe he's just like a three-month-old and 24-month-old clothing. Yeah, he's like, one of those. kind of confusing. He's one of those. Yeah, definitely. But then, of course, they all look like the same gray color. Right, I was, right, I was thinking about that. I was like, she can wash everything together all the time. Like, right. It's a black and white show color. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, yes. And she wants an automatic dryer. Yes. Because they Which, get in line. Like, that's what I want, too. Me, like, too. But yeah, she's up to her knees in laundry all the time because babies make a lot of laundry. Because babies poop. And Ricky, yeah, Ricky's like, no, it's too expensive to get an automatic dryer or automatic washer. Well, they have a washer. Okay. The dryer's broken. The dryer's broken. Got it. Or they never had one. Or I I don't think they they had one. Ever had a dryer? Because like more than half of America didn't have TV sets. <laughs> that was a deal. Like, you, <laughs> you, can, you can get a TV, but you also have to take a dryer. Maybe it's a combination appliance. Right. I wish. It'd be very loud. You'd like, just crank it up. Yeah. It's like automatic dishwasher, automatic dryer. I feel like these were luxuries. Right. And that's what gets kind of fuzzy about this whole episode is Ricky's a famous orchestra slash band leader in, about town. His wife is one of the most beautiful wives of show people. These are all things we've learned. These are things that have been said about them. And then their landlords are just trying to scrape by. (laughs) Yeah, that was very confusing. And then they're just, like, scamming them? (laughs) So it sounds like you clearly were were team Ethel. I'm always team Ethel. (laughs) I'm always rooting for Ethel. In this situation, I was team Lucian. Because they sold it. Like, they told him it was broken. But they, no, it wasn't broken. Mm-hmm. They told him it wasn't good. They just were like, we want a new, she wanted a dryer. She didn't even need a new washer. So I'm always rooting for Ethel because Ethel's life is significantly worse than Lucy's. Any yeah. little win for Ethel is a big win for me. Yeah. yeah, and Lucy kind of gets to a place where she wants what she wants. And if it inconveniences other people, then she gets a little selfish. You're not so like you like the show. <laughs> You hate Lucy. We hate her. Not love her. We hate her. We love Lucy. We feel fine about Lucy. (laughs) Ricky's asking for dinner, and Lucy is like, oh, I forgot, and also I can't see the stove. (laughs) I'm lost. Yeah, I didn't realize she was in the kitchen. kitchen, I just truly had no... I was like, do they have a laundry room on on premises? I could (laughs) not place her. Yeah. But the first thing she always forgets to do is make Ricky food, which is the perfect way to tell him that, like, she's frazzled and, like, can't get stuff done. Yeah. Her first thing that she forgets is food because she knows it'll get his attention. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Clever. It's like she puts him on a hunger strike. (laughs) Clever. (laughs) When I like how she, like, was like, I checked the almanac. There's going to be storming. And I was like, wow, a book would really tell you what the weather's going to be like for, like, a whole year? It's so crazy. What medieval shit is My father sometimes (laughs) References the farmer's almanac. Is it accurate? It's a thing. I don't know. I mean, it's like predicts. Yeah. You can be like Nostradamus. Yeah. (laughs) Be like, it's hot out. I knew it. I knew it. (laughs) There's a twenty percent chance that it's already raining. So Ethel comes in, and Lucy's complaining to her about the washing machine, and Ethel's complaining about her washing machine, which she claims was the first one ever made. Mm. (laughs) That's all we can talk about. No other interests. Didn't we see an episode? I know that every episode we start at zero again, but there's an episode where Fred buys Ethel a new washer and dryer. 
It's what, sales resistance. Yeah, the sales oh, resistance episode. But yeah. clearly, he must have just regretted it and like returned it or something. Poor oh. Ethel. Yeah. <laughs> just dangling that carrot in front of her face and then like, nope, never mind. <laughs> Tragic. But Lucy's <laughs> determined to get a new washer and dryer from Ricky anyway. Yes. So she comes up with a whole. I think my favorite part is she's like, does this whole spiel. And he's like, all right, old man river, like dry <laughs> up. And I was like, sick burn, bro. I'm going to she goes in there guns a blazing being like i gotta climb up and down these stairs all day and it's making my back ache and it's making my teeth ache i don't know what she says there's my muscles are straining yeah there's a lot of physical comedy and i liked how the camera just slowly zoomed out to catch her (laughs) doing all this stuff like it was pretty close and then they were like oh she's acting with her legs gotta go going broad okay (laughs) go pull out and this was like Disney starts a conversation where he's like, okay, I'll buy you one. And she just like, is this, she keeps ranting. Yeah. And then, like, just, at the end, she just goes, oh, what? <laughs> <laughs> this isn't the first time he's done that either, where she already has a whole thing planned to get what she wants. And he's yeah. like, oh, honey, I already did it. It's so funny because that pattern repeats itself oh, so yeah. often that I'm like, we're never going to see Ricky say yes in the moment. He's just going to say no and then go do it. And then surprise her. Right, which always means that he, it's a great move on his part. Because if she were to be like, I want this. And she, he was like, okay. She'd be like, okay, good. But because she thinks she can't have it, she then loves him so much when he does it. It's a manipulation tactic. Yeah. The thing- He's being gaslit. <laughs> He's <laughs> negging her. Like They're like both gaslighting each other. It's true, yeah. Communication. That- Wires are crossed, am I right? <laughs> After Ricky says that he's already gotten her the machine, they do a lot of kissing. Yeah. They do. It's like just a pet. Yeah. yeah. Like they like, improved. <laughs> well, and, and it Ethel, looked like improv. And it, a lot of weird little improv kisses, and they pull back to Ethel also there, <laughs> just straight up chilling, being like, mm, kind I'm of gonna being, remain here, <laughs> kind of being a voyeur. Yeah. Raise yeah. yeah. your hand if you've ever been Ethel in a public place. <laughs> she was yeah, like a totally. third wheel who was committing to it. I'm gonna just do this. And then Fred comes in. And she's like, please come watch with me. (laughs) They're like lovebirds. Fred lives for that, though. As long as it involves Ricky, his best friend. (laughs) He's here for it. But then she's like, look at the little lovebirds. He's like, what are you, a bird watcher? (laughs) I thought that was a pretty sick bird. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man, we have a bird watcher. (laughs) Loving it. I'm here for it. The men are shady this episode. I'm I'm into it. If it's a clever burn, I'm here for a burn. You know what I mean? Clever burn in 1950 is the same as a clever burn in 2017. Funny is funny. Old Man River, always funny. (laughs) First, so they're discussing this, that Ricky has gotten Lucy a new washer dryer, and he's able to return their old washer and dryer for $35. And Fred has the bright idea to buy the washer, the Ricardo's old washer and dryer, which is newer than Ethel's washer and dryer, which was the Adam and Eve of washer and dryers. Of washers. Beating against a stone. (laughs) And Ricky doesn't want to do business because his father told him never do business with friends. I didn't know that Lucy spoke Spanish. She doesn't. (laughs) She has to translate. Guessed, I guess. Oh, really? Like, she... She definitely hasn't in other episodes. Yeah, that's why I was like, or he must use the phrase a lot where she recognizes it. Which, like, what other friends do they not do business with? Because the Mertzes are their only friends. That's true. So I'm not sure when else it applies. I feel like he's said it to her before. Like, he's recounted this Spanish phrase and then explained it in English before. And that's why she knows what it is. So they agree 
Well, there's like a little bit of disagreement where they don't want to sell them because of what Ricky says. Mm. Right. And they, the Mertzes assure them, they're like, we won't let it affect our friendship. Sure. If you ever have to say that out loud, in my experience, anytime someone it's tells me it's not going to affect our friendship, it 100% already has affected our friendship. If we make out for five more seconds, I promise it won't affect, affect our friendship. I remember when Allie said that to me, I knew she was lying. <laughs> I'm glad you brought that up. <laughs> Um, so yeah, always beware. Buy, buy or beware. <laughs> like, like your father always says. <laughs> when you make out with your closest friends, it gets messy. Five seconds maximum. <laughs> Six seconds, you're f- Yeah. <laughs> but I was excited for Ethel to get a new washer. To get something nice. Yeah. I'm she team Ethel. so hard, team Ethel. <laughs> I know, we are. <laughs> A good her to have a good life or to make the most of what the hand she's been dealt. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the meager, meager hand she's been dealt. Please, sir, can I have Wait. some more Ethel to the universe? <laughs> yeah. Let's talk about it because it's the f- first and only time we see her kitchen. That's true. Which she, is she a tiny? Is she in the Alice in Wonderland? Like when she, you know, she shrinks in size. The doors look huge. And she was also on the second floor. Is that right? Yeah. Because there was a view. There was, I was seeing tops of buildings. There was like a a city backdrop. Hello. Never seen that before. She's wearing a cool kerchief Mm -hmm. into it. I liked her little kitchen attire, her apron. Yeah. She's like Snow White singing and doing the laundry. Inconsistent though, because she's been a good singer in previous episodes, and then they made her like a crazy old bird for this one, which was funny, but not <laughs> yeah. consistent. No, it's a continuity blip. Uh, she apparently, got that nice view and she stopped singing. So. <laughs> right, she couldn't sing properly anymore. She's having an off day. <laughs> I liked because then Lucy, Ricky, and the baby cut, and we don't see the baby for a while. Uh, and they cut like once to the baby, like very up close. And yes, the baby's supposed to be. The the baby is supposed to be zero and six somewhere <laughs> in between. I think the baby's supposed to be a couple months, probably. But baby. the baby was old. old. That baby had a tiny puberty mustache. Yes. <laughs> seen some babies. Before. <laughs> I tell you, this baby has seen some things. And it was also such so clearly an insert shot yeah, because like it was just the stroller. Yeah, because we didn't see the baby at all with anybody else it was and then they kept the stroller not facing the audience the whole time so i was like there's no baby in there (laughs) she offers she says like lucy and ricky can stay for lunch and she's like has all these cold cuts and the bread looks so delicious (laughs) great bread i was like that looks like some great great white bread some great crafty for the yeah Yeah. (laughs) also i loved in this moment so she has her new washing machine in her kitchen yes because they insisted on taking it right away Mm -hmm. they need to move it immediately into her apartment (laughs) And Fred's attire. Can we talk about his overalls? He loves his work coveralls. Yeah, that's his work outfit. (laughs) When he's working from home. (laughs) When he's landlording around. Fifth Harmony. Fred is our favorite member of Fifth Harmony. (laughs) He works from home. (laughs) He replaced Camila Cabello. He, he probably would. He loves performing. He was like, in vaudeville. He would love it. Oh, my God. Can you imagine him in those videos? Like, like solos? Yeah. <laughs> Dream job. Fred oh Mertz in Fifth Harmony. Um, 
But so he's very cheery as well. Unnaturally so. He's gotten a deal. You saw the bread on the table. It was like, how can I be sad with that bread in the couch? (laughs) And the cold cuts. (laughs) But the Ricardos show up. And also, I just have questions about the pram. Just doesn't seem practical in like a walk up or. Yeah, how did they get it there? Like, well, we find out later, like more about what the layout is of the building. Well, they seem to be, their apartments seem to be next to each other. Yeah. And Ethel, in the spirit of friendship, is going to feed them lunch. Everyone's so happy that you know it's not going to last very long. It's too good to be true. Yeah. Like, have lunch, like, Lucy literally just, like, shoves the baby into a corner. <laughs> and she's like, I'll just put you over there. Like, this Trumbo will come get you. Right, it's like a corner of the kitchen, like, not like it. That's a wrap on Little Ricky. Thank you so much. <laughs> so you hear some sounds out of the washing machine but you know me stuff that. Like, what <laughs> poor pa was inside the yeah. washing machine <laughs> <laughs> it starts to jump in a pretty unnatural way <laughs> it was like the refrigerator from record refrigerator like, <laughs> definitely <laughs> is your refrigerator running yeah. <laughs> is so. your washer running and then it just springs open and spits water and right not nice close at them it was like the haunted car in Harry Potter. <laughs> oh, it just yeah. ejects the suitcases. Perhaps it was transfigured, and perhaps it was transfigured by Ethel, Ethel because Ethel's a witch. we do think Ethel's a witch. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it sprays water like directly into the baby carriage, <laughs> yes. and nobody moves the baby fucking water. I was like, I was like, uh, I haven't seen The baby's like, drowning. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe the baby's been taking swim lessons at the Y, so like he's fine. He's having like diving baby seal syndrome. <laughs> Fred loves going to the YMCA, so he's definitely been taking the baby for swim lessons. <laughs> so here's my question, too. Both Lucy and Ethel were wearing turbans, and mm-hmm. I feel like that's got to be a costume choice based on practicality of, like, oh, if they're okay. whatever the next scene is, like, they can't have wet hair. It's easier for the guys to towel off. You're 100% right. Mm, those turbans are functional so and fun smart. Looking. Yeah. <laughs> and then they immediately start fighting. So... Here's the thing is Fred and Ethel took the washing machine immediately. They did not pay for it yet. Correct. Because Ricky, they said we can pay right now. And Ricky said, relax. No. Yeah, don't worry about it. Right. So. Ricky said, relax. There was no handshake, <laughs> no contract. Verbal but they contract. Are in, yeah. They, they took the, they took the washing machine. They mm-hmm. took it with who's in the right and who's in the wrong. It's complicated. Everyone has a everyone has a case to make. I think that it's fair that everyone has a case to make. My feeling is you guys are richer, so just like leave it alone. That, that's my take because it just feels sort of tacky. I was doing a lot of math in terms of like thirty five dollars. That is what. It's a little under four hundred dollars today. Wow. Because we it's determined twenty bucks is around two hundred one eighty. Mm-hmm. So that's wow. So it's like yeah, three, almost double. So yeah. three fifty. Yeah. The stakes. Yeah. But I still do think that, like, Lucy and Ricky are right. Like, they took the washing machine. They said they didn't want to sell it to them. They were like, please, please let us take it. Yeah. They I mean, drown their baby with it. Right. <laughs> My opinion is based on hindsight because. <laughs> it being 2020? Because yeah. that's what I've heard about it. Because when Joe came over to fix it, he said it would cost a dollar fifty, And I feel like. They're arguing over $35 worth of a washer machine. They could just split the $1.50. I feel yeah. like I had a similar complaint about the TV set because one of their TV sets broke. Oh, yeah. And then Fred, in retaliation, went up and broke the Ricardos. So then two sets were broken. 
Yeah, that was Fred. So Fred's like, bad for real. <laughs> but it's like that was some like split the baby like. Yeah, yeah. just split the co- replacement cost of the first machine, right. and then you're not both out of a TV set. Right. Yeah, it does seem there was. I think it was, people were more concerned with who wins rather than like the actual reality yeah, right, of yeah. like. Like you're wrong, we're right, and everybody felt that way. And logically, like a dollar fifty is not that much money no. to Thank fix you. it. Agreed. But you know they got all caught up in their little caper. They didn't weren't thinking straight. They got wild. So then we start. They fight, and then it's a beautiful dance of the washing machine being pushed. So we finally see the outside of the apartment building, right. which is very exciting. Like, they're getting very elaborate with the sets for the season two finale. Yeah, true. Just putting out all the show Turn it out. This was their, like, this was their, like, big Game of Thrones battle. They yeah. put a washing machine on the terrace and that's it. And they $11 million. It. Dollars. <laughs> yeah, they're out on the terrace and I thought of two things. The Well, my first note is that Lucy was being really shady because she just takes her garbage She's literally at the trash can and she takes it all the way down to where the washing machine is and puts it in there. <laughs> she is petty. Yeah, that's pretty petty. petty. Yeah. <laughs> sometimes sometimes you're petty. Sometimes it yeah. happens. And then they end up pushing, like you said, the washing machine back and forth. And I feel like that's a good workout. Probably. That's CrossFit. Yeah. <laughs> right? You don't need to throw a tire. You can just. <laughs> 50s CrossFit. Yeah. <laughs> what else would 50s CrossFit be? Well, moving that couch up and down when they switched apartments. Yeah. And then they just get those little machines that they wrap the bands around their waist <laughs> and just like shake them. <laughs> That's not CrossFit. <laughs> but That's like be. yoga. That's like oh yoga for the 50s. Pilates. I love those machines they sell on TV where they're like, you just put this band around your waist, it vibrates and you lose weight. <laughs> that works. Definitely. Well, how science. I was once at the gym, and like, this guy walked by. He was like, re- like maybe in his like late eighties, and he was super fit and super tan. And um, LA, am I right? Guy, I know. Some guy was like, I gotta know your secret. I gotta know how you how you stay in shape. And the guy just looked at him and went, two shake weights every day. He just said two shake weights every day. <laughs> so maybe that works. Maybe the key to long life. Who knew? <laughs> two, two, two. <laughs> and You're then he just kidding. struts around the gym waiting for people to ask. He's paid by big shit. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I don't understand. He does those at home, I assume. Why what's he, he doing at the gym? the gym? Just showing off his physique to like lesser humans? So. Lesser gods. Damn. <laughs> Dropping this November 7th. Oh. Oh, this was a surprise. So we get to finally... Meet Mrs. Trumbull. Yeah, oh which was such a fan of her work. We may have met her in a previous episode, but we on the podcast get to meet her for the first time, which is exciting. She's the babysitter, the neighbor babysitter gal. Yeah, she, she has the like nephew handyman. Yeah, she's so the just, just like ice cream. Yeah. She's honest, Yeah, she's honestly the one true caretaker of little Ricky. The the <laughs> constant in his life. The baby's never on screen and always with her. <laughs> we miss him. I know. Does she take him out on different outings? Maybe. They go and do all sorts of fun things. I assume. Right? They feed the geese. Uh, Do you feed geese at Central Park? I imagine so. I assume little Ricky's taking in all the culture New York City has to offer. He's taking a jazzercise class. (laughs) He's like front row at his dad's show, and his dad doesn't even notice. (laughs) Who's that little guy? (laughs) You in the front. baby to a club. I saw a baby at a bar today, and I was like, that's going to be me. 
<laughs> You're going to be a baby in a bar. I've been the baby, and I will be, be the mom. The, that's the circle of life, Colleen. Yeah. That's how it works. I honestly feel like personally attacked when people bring babies nearby. <laughs> what, anywhere? I'm just like, I want to be in an adult space. And, and Mrs. Trumbull says... Her first name is Matilda, by the way. I loved it. That makes so. I also just love that she had that like classic old lady voice, where she's like, "Oh, no, 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 but we need to talk about this." <laughs> Huge fan of her. So, and she said that your temper's as hot as your hair. Her, her fiery red hair. Yeah. Did I already say Damn. that? No. no. That, was a, that was a good burn. It's a good burn too. <laughs> Literal burn. Ethel topped it. Wait, what did she say? She said, oh. "What about Ethel's?" And Ethel said, "Mine is as cold as your dark roots." Yeah. <laughs> she is dark. She came to play. Like, she... Yeah. No, I'm messing around. I mean, yet another dig from Ethel about Lucy's fake hair color. <laughs> Ethel must be a proud natural blonde. <laughs> yeah. Because Fred loves blondes. <laughs> he always talks about it. He's like, I think I see a blonde over there. <laughs> does it? It's not, like, pertaining to anything, but he does mention blondes a lot. <laughs> a lot. So much. Dames, am I right? <laughs> Broads. He's Gams. married to one. A dame. <laughs> Um, Dame Judy Dench. Dame <laughs> Ethel. Like, Ethel Mertz. Dame Ethel Mertz. Also, I loved as she shouted out her hometown of Albuquerque where they always buy enough cold cuts. Yeah. Yes. I love that that's a thing I didn't know about Albuquerque, and now I do. Now I know. Yeah, we got to go. Yeah. I love I, I love a well-stocked buffet. Like, what can I say? <laughs> so then they both try to separately sell the washing machine. Yeah. Joe comes by. He talks to Mrs. Turnbull and says it'll take a dollar fifty, which is basically nothing right to fix it given how much it costs yeah yeah but i'll flip it for 50 bucks and mrs turnbull goes off to tell the ricardos but joe runs into ethel so ethel learns first right and in this case everyone's everyone's being really deceptive so ethel Come so Mrs. Turnbull does tell the Ricardos they can flip it for fifty bucks, and Ethel and Fred come to the Ricardos to give them a check, even though they had previously disagreed on that. And then everyone kind of sees through everyone. Like everyone comes in ready to make nice, and they're like they're over the top nice. They're laughing, they're not high fiving, but they're with like their smiles. They would be like fist bumping, like in <laughs> contemporary culture. Ricky and Fred like, have like oh! a bro shake. <laughs> they do like the whole thing, yeah, where it's like the like the the bro hug. We yeah. just to pat each other on yeah. the back. A lot. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. a lot of that. They're real happy to see each other. They're all laying it on pretty thick. Like that bread. And then that t- the tables turn. Yeah. Well, how do they find out again that? Well, Mrs. Trumbull comes in with Joe, right? Yeah. Well, well first she fighting. comes in they're first. Fight- they're back on the. So they've pushed it out onto the the balcony. Oh, right. Okay. Really? And they're pushing the it back, back of, across the balcony. And, it falls off. and they're pushing back and forth, pushing back and forth, trying to get somebody to take it and instead it falls and it falls into the alleyway so dangerous i was like is there someone down there like in a dark (laughs) twist like it kills someone like it could have i mean we don't know (laughs) 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 honestly that would be the best in a modern lucy where you did just ignore the baby or like (laughs) the baby was always like there and then just like barely escapes. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Miss Trumbull's like taking him for a walk and she's like, hi everybody. Wait. And then you move in. Yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> I'm it taking would... him down to downtown. I mean, that... Eat a cronut. <laughs> that makes me laugh. <laughs> and then they push over the thing and they all start like laughing at like the craziness that is life. And he, 
And also they find out that like what they think was $50, which they thought they just lost $50 by pushing it over. He's like, I know someone who will pay at least 75 I want to see the bidding war over this washing machine. <laughs> Joe running around town like Paul Revere. Like, I have a washing machine. And he also could advertise like it belonged to one of the greatest show people. It washed his clothes. Right? Yeah. He's that quite a salesman. Ante. He's yeah. a salesman. Uh, Joe's uh, the original eBay. <laughs> right? I like that he's wearing all white like a doctor. He's like, I fix a washing machine. I also just have to give a shout out to Joe's eyebrows. When he left, he raised his eyebrows and I was like, those are some strong brows. Like, they're doing great work. He was ahead of his time. <laughs> yeah. Where he was just like, you guys are crazy. And then he runs out with his eyebrows up. And he contributed. Brow care. Oh my God, maybe he has them tattooed. Maybe he does have a 1950s version of microblading yes, is that what it is yes that's what it is yeah. joe invented microblading he's shopping it he's around actually, right. he's not a washing machine repairman at all he's a scientist <laughs> yeah. so the 2010s trend of thick eyebrows um came back it started because of a minor character in an i love lucy episode i kind of think i'd be into wearing those like jumpsuity things to work the ones that say like joe shop on them yeah i mean Maybe not that. But <laughs> Joe's shop. <laughs> but I think it'd be like kind of cute and cool to be wearing like a flight suit sort of thing to wear. There's a couple vintage stores I follow on Instagram who are always selling them. But they're like, fit really? size zero to two. And I'm like, okay. Want yeah. to get my ass into there. Right. Like what factory worker is a size zero to two? Is it a child? <laughs> Probably. <laughs> I don't know. Correct. It's like, these are being worn by the most stylish child laborers <laughs> in Thailand. <laughs> the coolest teen workers. <laughs> I should, I should. They don't just have iPhone 6 deals. <laughs> 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 too dark, too dark. That's, no, that's pretty good. dark. Anyway. That's, that's real. Dark. Speaking yeah. the truth here on We Love Lucy. <laughs> all right, what did we think of the episode? It was wild. I really enjoyed when they all just laughed together at the end. Mm-hmm. I felt like, I did. It was <laughs> kind of manic. <laughs> and they were all kind of manic, yeah. I also, like, I, I didn't realize how big... Um, the suits were like the, the shoulder pads were gigantic. Yeah. Oh my god, Ricky! Like that, like no wonder the washing machines are always breaking. Like, really working on cleaning those suits. Do you think like he lost a lot of yeah? Like uh, you lose your socks in the washing machine, but he also lost shoulder pads as well. <laughs> we lost a lot of good men in that washing machine. <laughs> we now I have narrow shoulders. <laughs> oh, poor Ricky! No wonder he was so animated. It was like the stakes were very high. Yes, so. I'm very broad. <laughs> oh my goodness. Um, no, it was a fun episode. I just, I just wish that the Ricardos would be nicer to the Mertzes. <laughs> like now they have this new fancy apartment. I just wanted them to share a washer dryer. Why couldn't they share a washer I don't dryer? No, because even today there's like there are washer dryers for entire buildings. Yeah, mine. There's one for my eight unit building. Yeah, you don't need your own, and it feels like the kind of thing that Ethel and Lucy could be really good at sharing a washer. Yeah. Right? Oh my imagine if Ricky shows up to the club and he's wearing Fred's jumpsuit. Jumpsuit. (laughs) (laughs) The horror. (laughs) Wait, what was it? Our last episode, someone described Fred's aesthetic as like a male sister wife. (laughs) (laughs) All beiges and khakis. (laughs) Like high collars, high waist. Um (laughs) Imagine Ricky wearing like his sister wife outfit to the club. I'm into it. Um, but yeah, no, I mean, um, what a way to go out on a, with a bang at the end of season two. Yeah, but it was nice to see them all reunited. I'm glad that it didn't end contentiously. Yeah. Do you think they'll ever do business with friends again? 
Yes, definitely. I think what is likely to happen is Lucy will suggest it and Ricky will be like, I don't know. I always heard never do business with friends. I feel like that's what probably happens in their lives. A fair amount. (laughs) Yeah. I think we've seen some well-established patterns here at the end of season two that are probably going to repeat. But you know what? They're good and they're funny and they're good stories. I'm here for it. I agree. (laughs) Grin, straight shooter. (laughs) Respected on no sides. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Just the way I like it. All right. Well, Colleen. Yeah, do you have any plugs? What else are you working on? <laughs> Anything our fans should be aware of? Plugs, yeah, plugs, if you, plugs. If you like I Love Lucy, you'll love my semi dystopian podcast. There's no washing machine hijinks. Yet. <laughs> Yet. <laughs> you are Maybe you'll feel inspired. I don't want to give anything a season two away. But, um, but yeah, my, the second season of my podcast, Lesser Gods, drops on November 7th, which is cool. And then, yeah, that's, that's all. And where can they find that? You can find us at Lesser God Show on Twitter, Instagram, or lessergodspodcast.com. Or you can find us on iTunes and Stitcher and whatnot. And you can find me at Colleen Scribs on Twitter. And how our friends and foes find us? You can find us on Twitter at We Love Lucy Pod, on Instagram at We Love Lucy Podcast, and then you can send all sorts of thoughts and feelings to We Love Lucy Pod at gmail.com. We're also on Facebook, We Love Lucy Podcast. Thank you for tuning in for our second season of We Love Lucy. We are going to go on a short hiatus, but we'll be back soon with some more new episodes and new hijinks for you guys. Yeah, keep on scheming. Yes. Stay scheming. Stay scheming, Lucy. I wear a shirt that says that. (laughs) Merch to come, season three. Fred Merch. (laughs) 